Hello, welcome to our second day of Noonday Prayer. I had a, sorry for a couple of minutes delay, we had to fix something uh, on broadcasting. But we welcome you. Uh, today we're going to be talking about praise. And uh, so, Lord, we just thank you so much for this day. We praise you for it. We worship you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Father, in this 40 days of prayer and fasting, we just are excited to go after you with everything that we have. We're excited to take steps closer towards you. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you and we worship you. Father, let your will be done in this place today uh, as it is in heaven, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in Boomerang. Thank you for what you're doing in us individually. Thank you for what you're doing in our families. We praise you and we worship you. Worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, let's go ahead and turn back to Psalms 100 and verse 4. Uh, what we're doing in this 40 days of prayer and fasting is we are looking uh, to separate ourselves, to separate ourselves from worldliness and ungodliness and step into the place of godliness. Uh, for those that may be watching for the first time and you want to join with us, what we're doing is we are praying over this year. We're praying over uh, the church here, Boomerang, that you may be a member or a partner of. And we're praying for ourselves and for our families, Lord, that this year would be the best year yet. Best year we've ever had. And uh, we just praise God for it in advance. Yesterday we talked about Thanksgiving. And I told you that one of the things that we're doing is we're just, what we want to do is we want to also pray for at the end of this fast, at the end of this 40 days, we're going to have a Kickstart 18 conference, right? To kickstart the year off, kind of like a revival here. We're also praying that the will of God would be done in that conference, that it will be awesome, that it'll be everything that God wants it to be. And it's going to be, amen? Amen. I thank you all so much for joining us here, and thank you for anybody that might be watching the streaming uh, now or later. And uh, we just praise God for you. It's going to be a great day. Yesterday, our prayer time was awesome. Uh, you could feel just the presence of the Lord move in, and I can feel uh, just an excitement on this prayer and fasting. It's hard to think that people would be excited about fasting and prayer, but they are. I can sense that people are in expectation over it. And uh, yesterday we talked about Thanksgiving. We talked about how in this fast to believe God for supernatural strength, supernatural power, and it's available. I told the testimony, definitely go back and watch yesterday's and listen to the testimony where I told how God brought a very real strength and power when uh, logically I had none, right? And he'll do the same for you. He's not a respecter of person. So one of the things uh, that we talked about is if you'd like to join us in this prayer and fasting, every weekday for the next 40 days, we're going to have this live stream that you can join with us during what would normally be lunchtime and uh, during with prayer and fasting, and we're going to pray. We're going to seek God. Uh, the Word says in James chapter 5, uh, in the Amplified, it says that when a righteous man prays, fervently prays, then it releases a power dynamic in its working, right? And it gave the example of Elijah, Elijah praying and the heavens not raining for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and it rained, right? 
It releases a power when we pray. And the truth is, a lot, a lot of times in the past, uh, we haven't been praying enough. And we haven't known what power is available to us in that prayer. And that's why we're coming together to pray. So if you'd like to join us, we have members of the church that are doing this 40 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, we have partners that are doing it. You can join with us, whether you're a member or partner or not. You can join with us. And we're going to go after heaven. Amen. We're going to go after the Lord and uh, we're going to we're going to hunger and thirst for him and we shall be filled. Amen. That's a promise. And so in that prayer and fasting, here's what we're doing. We, we recommend doing two things. Cease eating something over this 40 days that causes you to lose a little weight. Amen. <laughs> Maybe it'll cause some people to lose a lot, but at, at the very end, at the end of the 40 days, you probably should have lost a, at least a pound or two. Amen. If you're doing something right. I've already lost some. It's been one day. And, uh, but here's the thing. Also, what we want to do is we want to limit the junk food kind of that's going in our mouth. We also want to limit the junk food that's going in our head. So we're recommending during that 40 days, no TV, no movies, no scrolling on Facebook or other social media. Limit what's going in your mind as well. Fast that stuff. And you'll be amazed at how much difference it makes. Uh, you may already be seeing that in just a couple of days. So that's the fast that we're doing. We have some people that are doing a full fast. We have some people uh, that are doing like a six to 6. So from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., they don't eat and they eat one meal after that. We have some people doing a Daniel fast. There's all kinds of different ones uh, that you can do. But ultimately, if you're fasting really a biblical fast, at the end of it, you won't. You should have probably lost some weight, uh, especially if you're doing 40 days. You definitely should have. So if you're still about the same, you probably didn't fast that much. So that's just the truth of the matter. Uh, but let's, why do we fast? We'll get in into that more. We're going to talk about why to fast. The benefits of fasting are huge. They're huge mungus, right? And they're they're really big. And uh, do you like that? <laughs> so the benefits are awesome. You can look in Isaiah 58 and start to see some of those. Uh, one of the biggest things is the things that are holding you down. Fasting breaks the bonds of those and sets you free. It it helps us move closer. A lot of people think that it allows God uh, to come closer to you, but that's not it. It helps us go closer to God. God's who he is. God's where he is. It's us that are held back from him. Fasting helps us to break the bonds and step into his presence, to drop the junk that keeps us out of his presence. Amen. All right. So today, yesterday, we talked about Thanksgiving and the importance of Thanksgiving. We talked a little bit about rejoicing. And uh, in rejoicing, we talked about this as kind of like when you go to a ball game and what happens when the team comes out of the tunnel. You know, all the fans there, they, most of them stand up on their feet, yell, clap, cheer, everything. What are they doing? They're putting on a joy in the hopes that they will win, that their team will come out with a victory, right? That it'll be a good game. They're putting on, they're purposing themselves. Have they won yet? No. But they are putting on joy on purpose. They're rejoying, right? They're rejoicing, right? They're putting on joy simply for the prospect of having a good day. 
This is, this is a, a thing in the kingdom of God that we need to get a hold of, that we have to be purposed and intentional. You know, over in 2 Corinthians, it says this uh, in chapter 9, it talks about your giving. It says you will be given seed according to how you have purposed in your heart. So we need to be proactively purposing ourselves based on the character and nature of God. We need to put on joy. Yesterday we talked about we need to put on thanksgiving, not because you've already seen the manifestation of a promise, but you put on thanksgiving because you know the manifestation of his character and nature will turn the tide, whatever it is. In other words, I don't have to, let's say that I needed uh, finances. I can put on joy and thanksgiving before I ever have them in my hands because I know who my father is. I know my father is a good God that wants to provide abundantly for me and abundantly for you. Amen. And I know that's who he is. And so I can put on joy and thanksgiving before I ever see it. Or let's say I need healing in my body. I can start thanking him and putting on joy before I ever see the healing because I know his character and his nature. But part of a biblical walk, a godly walk, is to put that on with purpose and intention before, before I ever see it, right? Because what I'm saying is, even though I don't see the manifestation yet, I see your character, Father. I see your nature. I see who you are, and I trust your character and your nature more than what I see in my flesh. Uh, last night at uh, Impact, we were talking about how the just shall live by faith and not by sight. See, if I'm living by faith, if I'm living by sight, then I'm looking at what's in my hand. I'm looking at the healing I may need. But if I'm living by faith, then I'm looking at the character and the nature of God, right? And so I need to pay attention more to him and what he said in his word than what I see in front of me. Okay, That means I'm purposing myself and I'm being intentional. I'm being intentional. I'm purposing. I'm being intentional. I'm purposing. I'm proactively looking at the character and nature of God instead of what I see right in front of my face. And that's how God says life comes. He says life comes when you walk by faith, not by sight. They will live by faith, not by sight. So it's a purposed intention before you see the manifestation, and that's what will cause the manifestation. Does that make sense? So we talked about that in rejoicing. We also talked about that in thanksgiving. And we said, as we enter into this time of prayer and fasting, I gave you some of the things that we're going to do this, this first week. Uh, this first week, we're going to talk about uh, thanksgiving and praise. Today is praise and consecration. Week two, we're going to talk about hunger and thirst. Week three, we're going to talk about God's normal. Week four, we're going to talk about his part. And we're going to, week, next week, we're going to talk about our part. And then the last week is the week that the Kickstart conference will be going on. We're going to be in just worship. We're going to be talking about worship for that week. So in those, why are we talking before we pray? Why am I giving you something? Well, 
Why would, why would we not just walk in here and start praying? Well, if we walked in here and start praying, uh, did you have something happen different from me today this morning? Yep. Did you have something different from Miss Nancy and myself? Yep. We're all walking in here in different areas with different things on our mind. But the word says that if two or more agree concerning the word. Right. So what I'm doing is I'm giving us I'm going to give us some scripture and I'm going to give us some word so that we can all get in line and agree. And then the powerful prayer of agreement of righteous people, it will produce a dynamic power for us. OK, so what we're doing each day is once we talk about this before we pray about praise and before we praise, which is prayer in itself, before we do that, we're lining up to know what we're agreeing on. Amen. And so here's what it says over this 40 days. Do we want to come into the presence of God? Do we want the presence of God to invade our homes and businesses and our church? Do we want that his presence here when we have that conference? Yeah, absolutely. We sure do. Well, OK, how do we do that? Well, if you look at this verse, it's Psalms 100, verse 4. We talked about it yesterday. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness to all generations. Now, this is a picture of coming into the Holy of Holies, the beginning portion of it, where if you imagine, we talked about this yesterday, you have the Holy of Holies where God lives, and then you have the holy place, all right, and that's kind of a court outside, outside of that. That's the holy place. And then outside of that, you have uh, the courtyard, basically, where you come into the gates with thanksgiving. You come into the courts of God, the holy place, with praise. And then in the Holy of Holies, oh, in, in between that, that place, you prepare yourself. You consecrate yourself. You see? You come into the place where you consecrate yourself, where you put down the flesh. You, you kind of clean yourself off. That's what the priest and the high priest would do in the holy, holy place. They would clean themselves off, get them ready to come into the presence of God. They didn't need any mark or any blemish. So ultimately, at the end of this 40 days, we want to be living in that holy place, right? And so what do we do with that? Well, the word tells us this is what we agree on. We come into the gates with thanksgiving. Now we move into the courts with praise. And then we move into consecration and worship. And then we abide with Christ, with the Father, with the Holy Spirit in that place. This is a way of living, and actually it's a very good thing to do every day. When you wake up, Lord, thank you for this day. I praise you. And you live in a place of worship all day long. Matter of fact, in um, uh, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, where it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. It says, I beg you that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. In the King James, it says, this is your reasonable service, right? Uh, in in uh, the New American Standard, it says it this way. This is your spiritual service of worship. See, a lot of people have the idea that worship is only when we're playing music. That's not the only time that we, that we worship. Every second of every day, we either worship or we don't. 
It's not just singing and lifting our hands and worshiping him. It's every choice that we make. It's every thought that we allow in our head. It's every purposed thankfulness or purposed praise, intentional living for him. It either worships him or it doesn't. And so what we do is we, we should start by giving him thanksgiving and praise, but then we should end in the place of worship that never ends. All right, we should constantly worship, 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 worship. Our lives should be a spiritual service of worship. And that here's what it looks like, that we give ourselves as a living sacrifice. It's not what I want. It's not what you want. It's what do you want, Lord? Even, even when I you know, eat breakfast, Lord, what do you want me to have today? Right? And I'm not, you can get over into the legalistic side where you're like, do you want me to go take a step or go left or right? Okay, take a step. Uh, okay, left or right. You know, you can get legalistic about it and that's not what God's saying. There's a flow to it that I constantly have, here's the key, I constantly have my spiritual ear prone and ready primed and ready to receive any direction from the Lord because my life is sacrificed to him. But I'm not dead, I'm alive, ready at any moment to hear what he says and do what he wants me to do. And this is worship. And that's how, so the process that I want you to see is we're entering in with thanksgiving and praise and then we're staying in his presence in a constant state of a living sacrifice, a constant state of worship. Amen? All right. So you see here that he says, look, and are you ever going to get to the place of the presence of God if you don't enter the gates with thanksgiving? No. Are you ever going to get to the presence of God without entering into the courts with praise? So these are key ingredients that we have to have. I want you to see something else. All right, turn to Isaiah 61 and verse 3. And we're going to put that scripture. I'm, I'm going to want you to see it in the King James. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give them, this is a promise that the Lord gives to us through Jesus, to give them beauty for ashes. It, are ashes pretty? No, not really. They make a mess, actually, if you get... But here's what he wants to do. He wants to wipe away the mess, and he wants to put something in its place. Beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. Then the oil, keep on going. The oil of joy for mourning. He wants to give us the oil of joy for mourning. So in other words, does he want us to stay in the place of mourning? No, God's plan is always to bring us up out of the ashes, bring us up out of the ugliness, bring us up out of the mess, bring us up out of the mourning, right? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The garment of praise. So what's the plan of God? The plan of God is to take us up out of the mess, out of the ugliness, out of the ashes, and give us the beauty. To take us up out of mourning and bring us joy. Joy. What does joy look like? A lot of times it looks like laughter. <laughs> it definitely uh, puts a smile on your face when you have joy, right? 
All right. And then the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Have you ever felt like you're just under the pressure and under the weight of the world and it just seems like you can't break it? Right. What does God want to do? What is the plan of God through Jesus Christ to give you a spirit of praise in the middle of that? And, and this is what I want you to see here is, are we following and tracking with God's will if we stay in the ashy place? If we stay in mourning or stay in heaviness? No. In other words, we are not humbling ourselves or submitting ourselves at all by deciding to stay in that place. Praise, one of the things about praise is it is a celebration of God. It's a celebrating of Him. You know, you have worship songs, you have praise songs, right? Praise songs celebrate Him. Praise celebrates Him. It's a celebration. But it's also, it's also a, in the form of the verb right here, it actually means the word is rooted in saying this, that it's causative. In other words, it's proactive. It's intentional. You put it on. In other words, if I find myself in heaviness, I find myself in mourning, I find myself uh, in an ashy place, right? Then I need to be intentional to celebrate God in that. And He already has promised me and told me that He will give me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So for me to stay in heaviness is to reject His promise. I've got to say, no, Lord, you've given me praise in the middle of this. You've given me that. And if you see it as a garment, it, it's interesting. Here you go. Hold on. So he's given me a garment of praise, right? You know, let, let's say that let's say that this gray side is the heaviness, and I had that. It, it came on, however it got on there. That thing came on. But if this is heaviness, and I've got it on me, I've got to say no. This does not belong on me. This heaviness does not belong on me. That is not according to His word. Now I'm going to cause myself to take that thing off, and I'm going to get some color in my life. I'm going to praise Him, and I'm going to put on a garment of praise, right? I'm going to put on some of that. I'm going to celebrate him. Now, let me just tell you, celebrating, celebrating him does not look dull, right? A lot of times in church, we look dull because we don't really celebrate him. We don't praise him. And then we wonder why we don't come out of the morning. Right. We don't come out of mourning and heaviness. We, we don't come out of the dirty and messy places. Look, we've got to put on Praise. Put on a celebration of God. We've got to put that on. We can't linger in the place of mourning, linger in the place of heaviness. Does, haven't you seen where the devil just tries to keep you down and keep beating you up? And But God's given us the way out. He says, take off that heaviness, do it on purpose, be intentional, take that dull gray mess off and put on a celebration, put on praise. Again, just like yesterday with rejoicing and thanksgiving, praise is intentional and purpose. For me to sit there and, and to waller around in the muck 
and the mire like a pig in his mud and just love that mud and love that mess? That is to say, God, you're not worthy of celebrating. So for me to sit there and be like, oh, you just don't know how bad it is. You don't know what I'm going through. What I'm literally doing is saying, God, you're not big enough to get me out of this mess right now. That's why a lot of people stay in their issues because they don't look to the word. They look at by sight and they don't have life by faith. I got to say by faith, I may be in the mud and the muck and the ashes and the mourning and I may be in heaviness right now. But I, he has given me already a garment of praise and I'm going to put it on. I'm going to decide myself to put that thing on. It's purpose. It's intentional. Let's go. And this is a key, uh, a key look at this in Acts chapter 16. Acts 16 and verse 20, 25. It says, but about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns uh, to God, singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now, here's the thing. In verse 23, it says that they had been captured, struck with many blows, threw them into prison, uh, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. Verse 24, and he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, are they in a place of being beat up? An ugly place. I mean, was it pretty or ugly? It's ashy down there. It's ugly. It's a mess. Do you reckon that they had a temptation to mourn? Absolutely. They're beat. They just took a beating. Now they're in not just in jail, they're in the inner prison. That, do you think that they had a spirit of heaviness trying to come on them? Yes, but see, it's in that moment that you decide, who's my Lord? Am I giving myself as a living sacrifice to his character and nature? Or am I going to give myself to the results that the world has produced in my life? I'm going to give myself to his character and nature, and I'm going to be intentional and purposeful and put on praise, right? And so they started doing that. They started singing hymns of praise. And, and listen, it wasn't quiet. The prisoners were listening to them. The prisoners were listening to them. You know, a lot of times we want our religion to be quiet, and it's not meant to be quiet all the time. There's times when it is, but there's a lot of times it's not where we need to allow the world to look at us, allow the world to see there's something different about those people. There's signs all throughout the New Testament, like tongues and other things, where this is to be a sign to unbelievers that there's something different about those Christians, something different about them. All right. So the other day I saw where um, a church had uh, taken up, what was it that they gave? Oh, they decided to ease the burden of somebody that had to work, I think, on Christmas Day or, or New Year's. I think it was Christmas Day. So the church decided, I forget where it was at, they decided to take up an offering and uh, just to bless somebody that they were having to work that day because they didn't have a choice. So they took up the offering. I think they took it to a local Waffle House. And on Christmas morning, they gave them all, it was like $5,400. Each one of the employees got over $700. And I was thinking, man, that's different. 
You don't see that all the time. Here's the other thing. Uh, they, I mean, the employees were just overwhelmed. But here's what I thought. How many, how many other religions do you see doing that? Not too many. I don't ever remember hearing a report of uh, uh, Islamic you know, mosque doing that somewhere. There's something different about Christianity. The world knows it. They know it in their heart. But see, even in the midst of being in jail, there's something different about Paul and Silas. How in the world can they celebrate God after they've been beat and thrown in jail and it looks like they're going to be killed? How can they celebrate? That doesn't even make any sense. There's something different about it. See, the reason that they can do that is because they have a knowledge of God that other people didn't. They know him to be a good father. And that knowledge overrides how they felt. Lord, I know you. You're awesome. You're great. Uh, Abigail and I were talking yesterday about uh, how Christianity was exploding across the earth while the Christians were being persecuted. But it was after they made Christianity the government religion that it actually went down to nothing because they made it Christianity common, right? But before that, around the fourth century, uh, before that, when the Christians were being thrown to the lions and burned at the stake, Christianity was exploding. You know why? Because in the middle of that, in the middle of that, they had hope and there was something inside. What would cause a person to be willing to go after Christ, even at the cost of their life, something in there, there had to be some belief that was bigger. There had to be something that was stronger than what I know. And that curiosity, why are they willing to trust God on that level? There was something in there that was so strong that their life celebrated it, even in their death. They celebrated God. And people looked at that. There's, there's a bunch of testimonies of people that even when they were being burned at, at the stake had smiles on their face and were praising God in the middle of it. It's amazing. It's just there's something different because there's something different about our God. There's something different about Jesus. Why is it that you can mention all the other names of other gods, but you mention Jesus and people flip out because there's something different. There's something there worthy of praise. As it goes on, the next verse, verse 26, here they are praising and suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains, everyone's chains, all the doors, everyone's chains were unfastened. I love what I heard uh, my friend, Brother Ted Shovesworth Jr. say. He said, your praise will break the chains off the person next to you. And he said, we need to be putting on praise in our life because there's people around us that need the chains broken off of their life. Not only do we need it, but there's people around us that need it. Praise is not just for you. It's for you and the people around you. I think about how many times I've watched people in church and one person get a praise on, you know, and they just bust it and everybody around there going, oh my goodness, what is that? Not knowing that that very person is probably causing chains in their own life to be broken off. We need to get purposed and intentional about our praise. Not ashamed of it, not scared of it, but we need to put on 
praise. Put it on like a garment. Be intentional. Be purposeful. We need to celebrate God. So as we enter into his gates with thanksgiving, today we want to enter into his courts with praise. And so let's just praise him. That same praise, it turned the jailer into a believer. It wins souls. Praise breaks chains. It brings freedom. It wins souls. Praise is so important. We need to celebrate him. So let's just celebrate him. One of the things is in prayer too. Prayer is simply communication between you and the Lord. It's communication. When you celebrate him, when you praise him, when you worship him, you're in prayer. It's a part of prayer. Actually, it's some of the highest prayer, some of the highest that you can have. I remember uh, Brother Hagen telling a story about uh, this person that was sick. And uh, they were this little girl, I believe it was, that was sick. And they went into the room. They started praying. And they were praying, you know, for the sickness to be gone, let this girl be healed and everything like that. Nothing seemed to be working. And all of a sudden, this uh, I believe it was a lady or a man uh, that was standing to the side uh, started praising God, started worshiping him and praising him. And everybody joined in. All of a sudden, through that praise and worship, they got instantly healed. All that praying wasn't doing anything, but when they started praising, the healing came. Well, everybody wrapped up. They were getting ready to go home. This was done. This girl was going to die if she didn't get healed. They start to go out in the house, and the praise stops. All of a sudden, the symptoms come right back on her. And she's all of a sudden, she's, they go back up. They start praying again, praying, praying, praying. And uh, all of a sudden, it wasn't working again. They start praising Again, and the healing comes back and stays. There's power in praise to break the chains off. And so let's praise him today. Stand up if you need to. Be purposed in it. Be intentional. And Lord, we just praise you. We celebrate you for who you are and what you are. We praise you, Lord. Patty, if you want to get ready with whatever you want. Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we honor you. Glory to God. Lord, we celebrate what you're going to do in this 40 days of prayer and fasting. We celebrate what you're going to do in the lives and the family of our members and partners of Boomerang Church. We celebrate what you're going to do in this church this year. We celebrate, Lord, what you're going to do in kickstarting. 18 conference. Lord, we celebrate already. We don't have to see it yet. We see you. We see your character. We see your nature. We thank you and we worship you and we praise you. We celebrate you, Lord. Glory to God. Jesus, you are great and mighty. You are awesome. You are so good. Thank you, Father. We celebrate you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the victory that you poured out in our lives. Thank you for the healing that you have made ours. Thank you for our inheritance. We praise you, Lord. We celebrate you. What a mighty God you are. Glory to God. What a mighty God you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Tutanaba. Rohoma. Bebebelemo tujidist. 
Dolce cavlata al mosso vei, vende vei vassoa. Hamo de acudibe, yeah, yeah, sto. Yeah, Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate you. So that on a motor bow, bonamo, yadabo, so the motor bow. Maya tedibe. Yeah, glory. I want you to do something. This might be out of your comfort zone, but it's okay. We're all going to be out of it. I want us just to let a shout go. Like our team's coming into the stadium. Like our king's walking into the place. Because that's what he's doing in this 40 days. He's walking into this place and his presence is going to change things. I want you to just let out a whoop, a yell, or whatever it is. But make it loud and make it strong like we're celebrating. Imagine him. He just opened up that door and he's stepping into this place. He's stepping into your life. What would happen? if Jesus stepped into your home right now? Would things change? What would happen to your kids, to your spouses? What would happen if He stepped in like that? Don't you think that the glory of God would just change everything? Well, we don't praise after we've seen it only. We praise before we see it. So when I say three, two, one, I want us to give a shout. Woohoo! Right? I woo! Glory to God. Whatever you feel like doing. But make it big and make it loud. If you're at work watching, you might want to tone it down. But go outside. Go to the bathroom. Do something. In Jesus' name. All right. You ready? Three, two, one. Glory to God! Woohoo! Glory to God! Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That felt good, didn't it? It did. All right. Let's do it one more time. One more time. Man, you broke the ice on that. Y'all did awesome. That was so good. One more time. We're going to celebrate him. He's walking into your life right now in Jesus' name. Father, we praise you. We celebrate you. In the name of Jesus. Three, two, one. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I got the loud bunch here today. Amen. That's good stuff. You're not afraid to praise. That's what will break the chains. Lord, we praise you. We celebrate you. I asked Patty to, if she had a couple of songs uh, just praising. So just lead us however. I, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Interesting that yesterday God gave me a song called Praise and Celebrate. So as Pastor was just speaking and just preaching and teaching on on praise and celebration, that it was just just resonating with my spirit. So even though it's gonna be brand new, we're gonna go ahead and do it. So just stay with me.
move in as we move into this last song sorry about that <laughs> get a praise in your heart and get a praise in your mouth be ready to give the Lord a shout every day for the rest of this 40 days of prayer and fa fasting specifically but then beyond that be intentional and purposeful to get that praise get that celebration in your heart and on your lips Thank you, Father. Oh 
Amen. Glory to God. That's awesome. Father, we praise you and we celebrate you today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. No matter what ashy place, the mess, the dirt, the ugliness, no matter what morning, no matter what heaviness we face, we will be intentional, we will be purposed, and we will put on praise. We will put on a celebration of you. We will put on our worship towards you. We will give our lives. We won't count our lives as more important than praising you. Lord. We won't count our lives and the thing that we're going through as more important to ignore your word, but we will go after you and we will celebrate you and we will praise you in everything that we do. We will praise you in everything that we do. Lord, we love you and we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We glorify you, we worship you, and we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That kind of praise, it changes things. When you get intention and purpose, it changes things. Put it on every day. Put it on every day and watch how you come up out of the ashes, how you come up out of the morning, you come up out of the heaviness simply because you made a conscious decision. I will celebrate Jesus over the junk that I've been going through. Amen. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for this day. If anyone wants to give, the basket's up here. If anybody's willing to donate or so while they're online, uh, there's a button there or a link that you can click. Uh, we always open that up. The Lord told us every service that we have, open that up. And then to pray, anything that anybody gives, let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over, giving into, into their bosom in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give because we love you, not out of force or compulsion but because we love you. We want to see the kingdom advanced in Jesus' name. Father, we praise you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us the gift of praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining with us.